0: Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher. And you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack, go. What the hell's
1: going on out here? Everybody's grabbing out there. Nobody's talking. Get grabbing, Everybody.
0: It's gonna get there in turned 32
1: yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in the end zone, it is caught for the win. So welcome to episode 50 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lowell, Peter Jones and Todd Widener are here with me today. Today, because Todd loved this guy, it is the AJ Hawk. I don't even have to say it. Edition. You the to, average. Didn't have to go there. I already knew. You knew that was going to happen?
0: What I didn't know was that it was the, the 50th. Because I, I think I put in the notes the 49th. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Well, I split episode 48 into two parts. Oh, if sorry. you would only listen to our fucking podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's the average cheese. You can find it where all good podcasts are found,
1: Todd. (laughs) Right. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker.
0: (laughs) If we do one podcast and we split it into two,
1: it counts for two episodes? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What do you mean? I put it out one, then I put out the next. That's two things. Two should not get
2: Whatever. If you had an extra long 50th episode, Todd, you could have two A.J. Hawk episodes if you like.
1: Yes. Wouldn't that be great? Todd loved A.J. Hawk. You know, he was equivalent to like Dean Lowry back in the day.
0: What's weird about it is his last, I think, two, definitely two, maybe three years. He played really well. I mean, I I was like I, I had to get off him for a while.
1: Maybe that'll happen with your buddy Dean Lowry this year. No. see, I I think
2: he's, yeah, that's another story. For the older ones amongst us, it would be the Johnny Holland episode. I'd rather go with that. Rich Wingo? Was he 50? Oh, wow. Well, now you're asking.
1: I was trying to go back in my memory (laughs) bank. I did not look it up today because I already knew it was going to be the A.J. Hawk edition, so I didn't have to look up anybody just for Todd because he loves that guy. (laughs) I think you're right with Rich Lingo as well Todd listens to Pat McAfee just to hear what A.J. Hawk has to say I I mean I don't I didn't
0: not like him as a person let's let's be honest I mean I was just as a football player
1: he never lived up to the fifth pick in the draft or whatever that that was the problem right if he would have been a third round pick you'd have been like that guy was awesome yeah but because he was such a high draft pick exactly yeah. High expectations. Great college. Wasn't he an Ohio State guy? Yeah. DJ Hawk? Yep. Yeah, look at me going back in the memory rates. That's why I drink. Then I learn more and I remember stuff.
0: All right. Thank our sponsors now. That's oh, all yeah.
1: Right. Thanks to Ronda and all the people at r Management. I was working for them today. Thank you for that. Keeping me out of the poverty line. And thanks to Dwight at DDG Customs. I just saw him yesterday. I want to try to do some stuff with him this year too. Yeah. So thanks to both of them. Thanks to all the folks that have listened. And if you have listened, and this is your first time, because I threw a window cling on your car randomly, or put one in your door, or whatever, thank you for coming in and, and finding us.
0: You know what you should do? You should have, we should we should put on Twitter that if anyone can take a picture of themselves with one of the window clings, well, I
1: don't know what we're gonna get. They win a prize. They they win a window. And win another one for the other <laughs> side of their car. Right. You will win another window claim. Yeah, love that idea. And I'm eating my boneyard wings. We, we put um window clings in the bathroom at the boneyard in McGowan like two and a half months ago, and they're still there. Nice. So I'm glad that they don't clean the mirror at the bathroom at the boneyard. Your food's spectacular, by the way. Anyway, let's talk Packers. Yep. So Todd's Third favorite Packer, Josh Jackson, was traded today to the New York Football Giants for cornerback. I always got to refer to you, Peter, Isaac Yadom. How do you say that? You know? Yadom. Yeah, okay. Yadem. Yeah, Yadem. Yeah, yeah. Works yeah. for me. Oh, shit.
0: Works for me. <laughs> he's on the phone now.
1: Yeah, he's like, you fucked <laughs> <laughs> up my name, fool. Yeah,
0: hey, asshole.
1: Get like, it Yedum. right.
0: Put butchering my
1: name Yeah, and I'm not putting quarters in. Just remember, we sweat cuss for charity. Habitat <laughs> Humanity got loads of money in the last two episodes. Eleven dollars and twenty five cents. Todd, you were on fire Jeez. in the last couple of them. So I look forward to you swearing a lot. We're not talking about Aaron Rodgers today, so it might cut down a little bit on our swearing.
0: Uh,
1: right. So-, so when they traded th- for this guy, I thought he would be a Special teams guy. That's what I was hoping, right? Because Josh Jackson really didn't have a huge impact on special teams, and we're not very good on special teams. But I see that you put it in the nose, Peter, that he's had less special team snaps than Josh Jackson, which I think means that they were trying to dump. We're just dumping one guy and taking another piece of crap. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think you got two guys there that probably wouldn't have or would have been struggling. Let's put it like this. They would have been struggling to make their teams. Josh Jackson obviously would have would have been struggling to make the Packers roster, and I and I think Yedem would have been struggling to make the Giants roster. So I think it's one of those situations where a change for both players gives them potentially an opportunity that they otherwise wouldn't have had, and it gets the Packers an opportunity to look at different a different guy. I don't think it's guaranteed by by any stretch of the imagination that he, that he even makes the team. Relatively speaking, a position of strength for the Packers it's quite deep. Um, but he's but he certainly got a shot, he started 10 games for the Giants last year, but wasn't a world beater, let's let's put it like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good move for, bo- for both clubs. Why not try it and see, see if there's a guy that fits in with your system, whether a, a, a change of environment for those guys help, you never know. Sometimes it's horses for courses. So yeah, all round, I think a good move actually for both the Packers and the Giants.
0: I think that just based on how Jackson played in the first preseason game, I think the Packers come out ahead on this one, I mean, to be honest. I mean, you, you, <laughs> saw the, you saw the body of work. I mean, he got annihilated in that game. There's no other word for it. He got annihilated. So anybody, a, a heartbeat coming into Green Bay is an upgrade over Josh Jackson.
1: Right, and you got to find someone who will trade with you. You know like what can you trade for josh jackson you're getting a pair of socks you know and a pack of chewing gum maybe and you gotta pay the postage i mean you're not getting much for that guy and really right you were gonna cut him so let's give somebody else a shot see if they can make the roster see if they're better than josh jackson and if not so what what have you missed Mm -hmm. um i saw that his salary him. I'm going to mess it up the entire time. It was like a million. He was a third round pick. So, his actually, that's a money savings too, right? Wouldn't he, Peter, be a money savings with Josh Jackson?
2: It is. And our our good friend, the Packers cap guru, Ken Ingalls, posted on Twitter about this earlier. um, Saves the Packers a net 366000
0: That's all it was, right? It was a financial move,
1: maybe. I don't know. Because you're not really getting anything. In return on on either end it would not surprise me if both guys got cut yeah from the teams that they were traded to i mean he's 6'1 190 4.5 speed he's kind of slow he's uh shamar gene or john charles i saw his name is not gene charles i've been butchering that name too that's what i do apparently um so he's not fast he might play in the slot do they need slot guys I don't, don't think they worry do. worry
0: about pronouncing his name correctly because he's not going to be in town long enough. <laughs>
1: That's fair. Put <laughs> it that way. So, he may, right. He'll probably be cut by the end of next week, and I just practice his name too many times.
0: To up over it. Just call him whatever you want because it's
1: not going to matter. I'll just call him Isaac. It's God given government name. Isaac. There we go. And Isaac's saving us money. So getting rid of Josh Jackson, saving the 366000 that you just talked about, Peter, maybe. They can sign the old fifty-two, Clay Matthews, with that money. That might buy you a game. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you talking about one game he comes back for? How much is Clay That's Matthews' guy, pay? man? I know it's your guy, but you're not paying him. <laughs> the Packers have to pay him. That dude, he should make that per game. You kidding me? What? Come on, That's like five million a year.
0: <laughs> All-time leading sack. Uh, for the green sack leader for the Green Bay Packers, come on, he's earned it.
1: Tim Harris also had a bunch of sacks. Should we bring him back from the 80s? I mean, it's the same. Clay Matthews hasn't played a game in like two years 600 days or something. I saw he hasn't played in a football game.
0: Well, he had to hold out, man. I mean, they're talking, they the Rams owed him money. What's, What's the guy supposed to do? There's covet going on. Clay's gotta watch out for Clay, you know, once in a while. That's that's Clay way.
1: Clay's gotta watch out for Clay. Yeah, gotta watch out for yourself a little bit. I don't like it, actually. I mean, I I mean Clay Matthews at a reduced rate, whatever, maybe really reduced, like the veteran minimum at this point, I think is all I I'd take him for. Peter, any thoughts on Clay Matthews or any of the mess on Instagram and Twitter? <laughs> well, I think that. He was a great player,
2: underrated, and then that might sound strange, but I think underrated player, I think his, his 2010 season was one of the best defensive seasons in Packers history, and that gets overlooked because the Packers won the Super Bowl and Rogers won the Super Bowl MVP, et cetera, et cetera. How good he is now, 11 years on from that, I don't know. Could he do a job for the Packers? Absolutely, yes, and I, and I guess it would come down to dollars and cents if it were to be the case. So yeah, I think I think he could do a job. My issue with the whole thing, and it's nothing to do with Clay Matthews himself, is is how this has come about, and I I just don't kind of smacks of of who who on earth, you know, is running the personnel unit in Green Bay now? Because it 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 just raises question marks all all the time. And I I tried to put aside whether or not the player could do a job for the team, and he absolutely could. From the big question around, well, who who's now running the front office in Green Bay? Because it just I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Li- I don't. I don't like personally. It just it's Clay Matthews now. Who is it next week? Yeah, you know, I don't Donald know d- Donald Driver. He's only forty-seven. Is he? Is he the next next <laughs> next Nelson. guy? You know, I, d-
1: <laughs> I don't know. Let's do it. Oh, you- All that. Who? I said Nelson. Well, I actually listened to Jordy Nelson on the Zach Gelb show, and he was like, "No, ain't no way I'm coming back." He's like, I like what I'm doing. He's like farming and coaching high school football and stuff like that. He's like, I have no, he's like, I was able to get out when I could. I will say that he would be, he'd still be a Packer. He would have been a Packer for a little longer if he wouldn't have dumped his ass
0: Yeah.
1: on the way to Oakland. Or... Here's my thing on Clay. Of course,
0: hundred percent, bring him back. Not even a question for me. Is he better than, and add more value to it, to this team right off the bat? And is an upgrade to Jonathan Garvin? Uh, yeah. Any day of the week. We'll get to Jonathan Garvin later. But can he play inside when he was asked to play inside late in his career? Yep. Would it be an upgrade? Yeah. In some packages, it would be. So I think it definitely makes sense to bring him back. On the flip side to how it was brought about, like this whole thing, you know, I, I've been hard on Guten, Guten Krauss you know, up until this point. But at this this stage, you're Aaron Rodgers. You're the leader of forever, right, in in Packers lore, right? You got three leaders on the team, Cobb, Rodgers, and Bakhtiari. Guys, go knock on his door. Go have an adult conversation and be men. Walk into Goody's office and sit him down and say, hey, look, we want to have an adult conversation, GM to player, player to player, however you want to sculpt it. This is what we'd like to see, and this is why. What do you think? That's how you handle it. You don't just post on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just where this culture is going, right? On the flip side to that is this is the conversation that they should have with Goody, but it's also the conversation that Goody should have had with Rogers when they drafted
1: Love. So it's kind of tit for tap. You know that that year that Matthews moved inside was like 2015, right? Whatever. <laughs> Oh, that was six don't years matter.
0: ago. No matter. He's probably not fast enough to be on the outside right now anyway. Leave him
1: inside. Well, whose job does he take? I, I don't – I mean, is he a veteran presence? And if you could get him for a very small number – He'd be a starter? No, I don't want him to be a starter. Not at all. He's not good enough to be a starter at this well, he point. Need
0: that many reps either. So he comes in and mentors Gary for another season, puts him under his wing. Right, and you're playing with with the Smiths and everybody else. That's a rotation. There's another rotation on the inside. The only thing we have worth a shit on the inside is Barnes. Period. That is it. After that,
1: uh, nobody. Only if he eats a man bun, right? And then he can put all his long hair up in a man bun like Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, but he's he started it. I mean, he you know he can do what he wants. He's Clay Matthews. When you're that cool, you can get away with
1: pretty much everything. You know, you love man buns. Yeah. Was it Tunyon had one? I don't know. I don't care. Yes. Peter's not in his head. Yes. So we'll say Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So here's my thing on that.
1: Your boy Aaron has one. Here's my thing on that.
0: Hear me out. When we were in high school in the 80s, I had a mullet. You had a mullet. We all had mullets. It was cool. It was the fucking 80s.
2: Peter, did you have a mullet in the 80s? photo photo evidence would
1: be useful here guys i was trying to look around my lip, my <laughs> office <vomit> area <laughs> i actually might have I don't know might my senior picture good. i got a mullet and it's spectacular yeah i'll find it for next next episode i hope <laughs> but so the me, like we my
0: point is we were like 16 we weren't 28 29 38, seven Aaron Rodgers wearing man bonds. Come on, man. A Mississippi mud flap is cool. Man bun, not cool. Especially when you're like a, an adult and a professional football player. Give me a break. I bro. was
2: wondering why Todd was sitting on the fence there and not telling us how he really felt about it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm with Todd. I don't, I don't understand it. But I have to say, since since we first went into lockdown, which was March 2020, so 18 months ago. I've not been to the barbershop and had my hair cut since then. Oh, my gosh. Sure. Dang. Well, you look good for having well, that. Well, 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 Rhonda's cut it a few times. but oh, I
1: was going to say. <laughs> Man.
2: It's getting a bit, bit malletish now.
1: Nice. All right. Let's talk about some football. <laughs> we're really, are way off topic. And this is not pack-related, but it's awesome. It's awesome because... One, Tim Tebow wasn't a good quarterback, which is a position he was drafted to play many, many moons ago. And then he didn't wasn't any good at baseball. So, then he decided he's going to come back as a tight end. And <laughs> it was awesome how bad he was. Awesome. I got mad
0: love for Tebow, man. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I like that guy. He's a good – I mean, he's been criticized for just being a good person. That's are not he, criticizing him for that. Everybody has always criticized him for that. Guy just likes God and, like, he's a straight arrow. Everyone hates on
1: him. Get off him. He's a professional athlete. So it didn't work out. In they, quotes, professional athlete. He was the the – did you see the blocks on Twitter? Well – who wants to
0: put Tim Tebow with it on the line of scrimmage blocking? That's that's on the coach.
1: That's what tight ends do. That's he's literally part back. of their job.
0: He should be an H back, he should not be a tight end. If I was the coach, he would have been an H back. He and then he'd still be playing. Would, would you? Um, My genius in the NFL should, produces everything.
2: If he's on waivers, you're saying the Packers should consider
1: signing him? No. Is he better than Degora? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> Degora could tie both his hands behind his back and look better blocking than Tim Tebow did. The back-to-back plays, he he doesn't even stick his hands out there to block people. Remember, it was embarrassing. Thunberger had some
0: weak blocks, too.
2: What I love about Zoom, right, doing this on Zoom, is that on Zoom, I'm sitting in between you two. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I feel like I'm the referee <laughs> in a wrestling match.
1: In this one, yeah. <laughs> Marcy always says uh, he's a great human being. and I don't I don't dispute that. He's a great human being, he's a very good college quarterback. But that's where it ends. The fact that they brought him back, I think is bad for Urban Meyer. I think it makes him look bad. They did cut him, right? Today. They cut Tebow? Yeah, he's cut. As well he should because he was disgustingly bad in that game.
0: I won't disagree with that. I just said, you know. Yeah, he cool like story, to play the I, other I, side. Good guy. It's, it's a cool story. Didn't work
1: out. Yeah. He's living out his dream, and now his dream is shattered. So the end. Move on. He can go into the booth now for, like, the God Network. Not football. It's
0: not bad there. He's done that before. He's had that gig before, hasn't he? Well, he needs to go back.
1: Well, now he can. Now we'll he has the opportunity to do that. A shitload of money doing that. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. Did you see Gary? I thought that the Packers, because I don't... Living out of state, I never get the you know the home games with the home announcers and John Kuhn running around on the field. I always get all these other jackasses, all the other networks. So, thank you. But I thought, like... Their, their cast, I don't know who the guys were that were calling it. They are really good. I mean, they were really, really good. Like Coon running around the field doing the, talking shit. You know, he's like up to Aaron Rodgers. He's like, hey, I was waving you over. I didn't know if you were even going to come over and talk to me. You know, <laughs> they're just like talking mad shit. And then Gary, I think, was on before that or something. Man, But he's like, he's a smooth talker, man. I mean, he was just like, he, had, he you know, he didn't get razzled at all. They were trying to give it to him a little bit. And he was just sitting back like, yeah, man, you know, he made some reference to like the snits. He's like, yeah, man, those guys make money, you know? So he was just cool, man. He just seemed like a cool guy. And I know I've been hard on him, but. You know, this is your year, brother. This year. This is definitely his year to do it. So, yeah, I thought his his interview was just kind of, I don't know, it was cool. I don't know if you saw it or not.
1: I only saw parts of it. And I was at the bar, of course, so it's harder to watch at the bar and listen. People are always talking and drinking and stuff. So the Packers got to get down to 85. I had to get down by five o'clock this afternoon. We're taping this on a Tuesday. What's going on, Peter? Who did they get rid of? Who did, What's going on in Cutland? Who
2: did they cut? So a couple of offensive linemen, John Deetson, go out of Wisconsin, I guess, was uh, always struggling to make the roster. You know, was probably a popular undrafted free agent signing, but, was always going to be a struggle, to, particularly with the with the depth on the offensive line. The Packers had Zach Johnson, kind of hybrid guard tackle, that's been around the Packers for a couple of years on the practice squad and, and around stuff. He got cut today. I'm trying to think back, who who else who else got cut? Uh, the punter Winslow was cut on Monday. Yep. Yeah. So that's three, and then they moved a couple of guys to to IR. Uh, Isaac Nata, the tight end, and uh, DeAndre yeah, Tompkins, the Tompkins, the wide receiver. Yes, sir. So, so that, so, so that's the five moves that they've made to get to, get to the eighty-five. Then I guess the next question will be about the the quarterback position with Jordan Love's ding shoulder. I'm sure we'll get onto in a minute what they do there. And I think you have probably got some
1: news there. What do you think's going to happen with? I mean, I think will Love play no. on Saturday? No. 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 Absolutely no. So that's why they're bringing Dola back is they're going to put Benkert, Benkert's going to start and Dolagalo play the third quarter or whatever, third and fourth quarter. And that might oh. be, yeah.
0: Hey, you get yourself on TV for a half of football. It might be preseason, but there you are. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Because he went uh, back uh, to the Patriots, right? He went back, the Patriots had him for a yeah. week or something and got rid of him. If I'm him,
0: I'm taking that every day of the week. hundred
1: percent. You need tape, right? And you need uh, tape this year. I mean, there's a lot of bad football teams. There are a lot of bad quarterbacks out there. You know, you yeah, you show yourself and you show that you can play and maybe you end up on the, you know, I don't know what roster or somebody's practice squad. Sure. Yeah. You know, but it's a, it's open for
0: you.
2: I would imagine we're going to see a lot of Kurt Benkert this week, maybe even three quarters worth. Well, given yeah. That was kind of brutal. Give,
0: we'll get to
2: that. G- yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And given – he probably, he probably needs to put some stuff on tape. And they, they definitely want to get another look at him in an extended extended outing. So so I think we'll probably see, I would imagine well into the third quarter, probably Kurt Benker, and then quarter and a half of yeah. lagala Nice. You're the pronunciation wizard as well. Now. No, I don't know that one. I yeah. don't know how that was really pronounced. I just...
1: <laughs> He's made it De up. Legola.
2: De Legola. I thought it
1: sounded great. whatever it is, I have to wait till Saturday and then we'll find out, find out how it's pronounced. So let's talk about last week's game. Oh, I'm going to the Jets Packers game on Saturday. Oh, nice. Mike from Tulsa is taking me to the Packer game. I'm very excited about that. I don't know. I don't even have a ticket. So I'm going to wait till there's like five minutes into the game. You don't have a ticket. No, just going to Green Bay. Going to the motherland, and then okay. some scalper is going to be like, Here, you'll feel sorry for me because I'll have my average cheese sticker slapped in my forehead again. You're like, That kid's that guy's a little off.
0: I have a ticket already.
1: Yeah, Mike has tickets. But how you're not going to sit together, it's the preseason. I'll just squeeze my butt in next to him. That'd be open seats, rule breakers. Yeah, rule breakers. there were 72,000 people at the game, uh, last week. It's a lot. Yeah. Or I'll sit at Krolls or wherever. I don't care. I just want to be amongst the people again. Be a man of the people. Oh, our people. Our people. Our people. I'll be springing a lot of average cheese window things again. All right, let's talk about last week, yep. uh, Houston 26, Packers 7. Initial thoughts from you, Peter.
2: Well, I think the first thing always with these preseason games, particularly the first preseason game, you just got to take it for what it is. The results never important. You you want to see certain certain things. You want to see, you know, in this instance Jordan Love get some playing time and I thought that he was as good as we could have expected him to be. Yeah, there was some couple of decisions that could have been could have been better, but I think he demonstrated the arm that he had coming out of college, which is a tremendous tremendous arm. I think he's a good athlete and I think he gave us as much as we could have expected for a guy that's not been on the on the field for 600 days that was good for me and I thought that considering that the Packers running game particularly in the first half was all over the place I thought that that didn't that didn't help Jordan Love I think the play calling did help him I think Todd noted that already I think that the play calling did help they got some short passes out of him early to get him going so for me that was the Most important thing was to see him out on the field and just doing what he does. I think the other thing that flashed, a couple of other players flashed early in the game. Devin Funchess, the one-handed catch, and a number of other good catches. I think he had six receptions in the end. And Bulloran Burks flashed two or three very impressive plays in the first quarter, quarter and a half. Timed the blitz nicely. Whilst that doesn't yet guarantee him a roster spot, because I don't think by any Stretched imagination his roster spot is secure it certainly gives him a leg up to where he was before um saturday's game so those were the immediate three things that
0: jumped out for me here's my thing i thought i thought they got their asses kicked which i had a problem with right i don't you know you could you could read Lafleur's face in that game like he was holding it in a bit he was fucking pissed i think I really do. I think underneath it all, I think he was fucking And I don't know if it was the execution or the lack of effort or a combination of the two, whatever drives him crazy, I think it drove him fucking crazy. Things looked out of sync, I think, on both sides of football. On the offensive side, everything, defense, and certainly the special teams, right? People didn't know where to go. They didn't know the rotations. There was a lot of confusion. It, it just looked like the sidelines were kind of a mess. And Lafleur is very pretty stoic and organized looking. And I think he could sense it, and he just looked fucking pissed to me. And I would agree because I, um, you can everybody understands that it's preseason. It doesn't matter if we win or lose, but it's different to like get your ass handed to you. And I thought. I thought Houston came and kicked our ass. So how many was that? I
1: thought they did too. And that was – because Houston is going to be disgustingly bad this year. They don't have a ton of talent on either side of the ball. And they started Tyrod Taylor, who is – I don't know. He's okay. I mean, it's a pretty good backup, to be honest. I mean, it's better than what the Packers have, I would say. He's more game-ready than Jordan Love is. Phillip Lindsay. You know what I mean? They didn't have anybody in this game that was like that great. So that made me a little bit nervous. I do want to talk to the Jordan Love thing, though. Jordan Love is essentially a rookie. I know he had camp and everything, but he did not play any preseason games, no regular season games. If you put him in with the draft class, with the Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, all those guys... Jordan Love had the highest quarterback rating of all of those guys. Is that anything? I don't know. But Bears fans are like lowering their sperm count with because they're like Justin Fields played so well. Like, come on, really? Like <laughs> Jordan Love played well. He really did. And he played behind like the third string line. No Jenkins. Myers was out there, right? Josh Myers was out there getting work. But I think Lucas Patrick was out there, but no Turner, no Jenkins, no Bakhtiari. You can correct me when I'm wrong, but I, I thought that Runyon, did Runyon start at yep. left guard? Josh Neiman started at left tackle and he was fucking terrible, by the way. Oh, he's cut too. I think. No? How long can you <laughs> hold on to a guy that's th- he's not developing? He looks like he he looks really skinny for attack or for any lineman, but anyway. I thought Jordan Love played well. I thought the one play where he had to run like move up in the pocket and then he dumped it off out to the outside to check down. I thought that was really nice. I think he made some mistakes. Yeah, the the first pass, maybe it wasn't the first pass. The one he tried to throw in a double coverage to Amari Rodgers. That was a great pass, though. It was the that was the only place it could be thrown. But I don't know if I can do Brett Favre too. Yeah. <laughs> if he's going to be this guy that decides to throw it into double coverage all the time, I don't know if I can do that.
0: If we're staying on, on, on love, I have like a couple things. One is I thought definitely his arm was on display. Like that has never been a question with him. And I think he, he didn't disprove that in, in any way, shape or form. Right. The guy has a cannon. He can throw it wherever he wants. Pretty much whenever he wants. So that looked good to me. But the the thing that looked bad to me about Jordan Love was kind of like his body language. And like he was beating himself the fuck up on the sideline. It's like, dude, love the intensity. Love that your head's in the game. But you got to get over that shit. It's fucking preseason. You play behind the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, get over it. He's got to come to his senses a little bit more and stay a little bit more positive. Than being over there and just beating himself to fuck up on the sideline, like take it easy. Dude. Like you're gonna have to manage that better if you're gonna make it. I think
1: there's a lot. There was a lot of pressure on him yeah. for a preseason game know. to be great. I think hopefully after getting this out of the way, his first game's out of the way. He played okay, played well, 110 quarterback rating. That's not nothing to spit at. It's pretty good.
0: he will get one more preseason game, and that's pretty much all you'll see. He might not, not play in the third preseason. Who knows? I mean, uh, you know, I have gone on
2: record as being a, I'm, I'm a great supporter of Jordan Love. I thought that, always thought he was a first round draft pick, so I'd not, never had a problem with that pick. I agree with what you both said. I, th- I, I think there was a lot of pressure on. I think that's that led to the, to him beating up on himself a, a, a little bit. But I don't think he's got anything to beat up on himself about. And, and I think you're right to, if you compared him to the first round draft picks. This year, what we've seen of the little bits that we've seen of them so far is comparable, certainly to 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 all of what we've seen mm-hmm. so far. And it's a shame in a way that, that he's not going to play on, probably not going to play on Saturday because it would have been interesting to see him and Zach Wilson, albeit not directly opposed, but to see them both playing in the same game and just to get a feel of, of where they are. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think for a first outing, everything we could expect
1: or hope for really. Josh Myers played well. In fact, the block on the Kylan Hill touchdown, that's the kind of stuff that I love to see. Him getting after it, getting down the field. I don't know that Kylan Hill scores on that play without Josh Myers' block. So I love that he's able, at, with being 6'5", that's a huge center to be able to get out in space and block on a screen pass. Yeah, the short,
0: dumpy guy that plays center isn't running out there. It's like some big 6'5 tank.
1: <laughs> right, he's huge. He is huge for a center. That was nice to see. Let's talk about Josh Diamond. I I don't, I mean, I get it. He's six foot seven. He's probably, he must be chiseled because he weighs like 300 pounds, but he doesn't look like he weighs 300 pounds. He looks like he weighs about 260, but he sucked. I don't know how to say it any differently. He just, he looked lost out there. Peter, I'll, I'll let you go. I wish we had Eric and Eric because you know they love the Acme Army.
2: <laughs> loves some I can't disagree with you. All right, I, I, I think he, I think he was. I, I thought the offensive line, other than Josh Myers, was not very good at all. But as you also said, there was a bunch of other than Myers, and that was his first outing. A bunch of second stringers and third stringers in the first game playing together. So I think that's always difficult. You know, you've uh, you know, particularly at that position, the offensive line position. Now, I think the thing with Josh Nyman is that he's pl- they played him out of a position at left tackle that he's never going to play for the Packers. For me, that guy's a right tackle or he doesn't make the team. And I think if you look at the Packers' depth chart, Bakhtiari, if Bakhtiari doesn't go at left tackle, it's either Elton Jenkins or Billy Turner that's playing there. So straight away, you've got three guys that are in front in the depth chart at left tackle before Josh Nyman gets there. So I, th- I, I, I think they wanted to take a look at him out there. It didn't go very well, but I don't think that's where his opportunity to make the team is. I think his opportunity to make the team is is probably at right tackle. Obviously not as the starter, and it depends on how many guys they keep. It depends on probably on back Bakhtiari's situation as the season starts. Um, but I don't think it's the
1: death knell yet for Josh Nyman. Elvin Jenkins is number two left tackle. He's going to be the left tackle on week one if Bak- Bakhtiari doesn't play. So why even bother? Or I mean, I don't know. It's a preseason. See what you have. But Well, I guess the, quest- the question is, if if not Josh Nyman,
2: who for the game just played? Kelly. Because, Dennis Kelly. Because, well, I think they see him on the right, uh, on the right side. Okay. I think predominant I don't, I, I think. I think he challenges Billy Turner for the starting spot at right tackle for me. but
1: I do too, but well, the Packers had to see Josh Nyman as a left tackle. At least they wanted to see what they have as a left I, tackle. They, they absolutely wanted to see what they'd got, they got on, one, on one
2: showing. It wasn't great.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if he'll be out there again next week. I mean, we'll see. It should be interesting. I mean, <laughs> he probably won't be cut because I'm clearly not the GM. Oh, uh, the running game was terrible. I don't even know, know if that's in there. And it, I know it has to do with the line play and Kylin Hill and Patrick Taylor are not Barry Sanders. They're not going to be able to make something out of nothing. They need a hole to run through. And neither one of them had much to run. They had no running room, especially in the first half, but they have like six yards rushing the first half. I don't know what it was, but there was nothing. Peter, your guy, Kylan Hill made the team this week. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, there was never any doubt for me that he that he would make the team, but I think that absolutely solidifies it. You know, I, I think I said before I think that for for one of the other another team in the NFL, certainly for the you know teams 17 to 32, I think that guy could
1: be a could be a starter. But I know I go back and forth on stuff. I don't know that Patrick Taylor makes the roster. I, I don't know. That's something we can talk about when we talk when we put our 53-man roster together but I'm not sure he's tall. That's my thing. And I I think that he can be valuable, but maybe they put him on the practice. But I don't know. Uh, Kurt Benkert, who is a Packer fan favorite on social media. played Okay. He's a super dude. Like he's posting like his baby daughter pictures and he's a gamer. He showed up for practice in a halo, you know, halo, the video game. He showed up in like the halo Uh, armor one day. I just think he's a super guy. Is he good? No, he's probably a practice squad guy.
0: I don't think he makes the 52.
1: He responds to normal people on social media. I, I think that's part of it. And I think as Packer fans, we're enamored with the backup quarterback every time, right? <laughs> Tim Boyle. We love Tim Boyle. We loved Matt Hasselbeck. We we love our backup quarterbacks until they got to be the play. They got to play a game. And then we're like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Fred Hundley. We thought you were good, and now we know you're not. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Didn't Ty Detmer have a following, too? Probably.
1: I, I remember him being, like, pretty popular. We've had a lot of famous quarterbacks come through in Green Bay. Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck, Vince Young, Kurt Warner.
2: I think that backup quarterback position when they don't have to play, they're always popular, those guys, aren't
1: they? Yeah. Aaron, what's that guy who played for the oh, no, Saints for a while? Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. Yeah, um, a lot of dudes. Vince Anthony, D-
2: Anthony Dillwig.
1: <laughs> Right. Blair Hill. Matt Flynn. I saw someone t- tweeted that. I'm, I'm already out of this
0: game.
1: It's Vince Ferragamo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Devin Funches. I, you know I love Devin Funches. And I, I thought he was going to be well, great, and he was very good in this game. I'm still not convinced, even though I thought he played spectacular in this game, and he was the man amongst boys. But I don't know. What are your thoughts, on, Todd, on Devin Funches? That's
0: the number six spot. It's over. The competition okay. is over, I think. So I, I thought he was really good. And it's I mean, he was obviously – the best receiver on the field, probably on either side of the
1: field. Yeah, totally he's, agree. He
0: had the veteran swag. He looked the part. He played the part. It doesn't look like he really lost a step, you know, from sitting out for so long and not playing football. thought he would be a little rusty, but he looks everything the part. That number six spot, the competition is over. It's functious
2: I think that he showed that he's definitely in the top six receivers at wide receiver. I go back to the conversation we had last week and it's a question mark around how many of those guys that they keep. And typically that number six wide receiver and the number seven, if they keep seven, which is not beyond the realms of possibility, those guys have to play special teams. And I'm not talking about being a kick returner or a punt returner. I mean, a guy, a gunner on, on special teams, somebody that can cover on special teams. Heck the way I'm feeling right now, anybody that can play special teams ought to be making, ought to be making this team. (laughs) Um, but i think that's the that's the struggle at that sixth wide receiver guy is that guy has to play special teams and that funches might be the fifth wide receiver and that sixth spot might be up for grabs between some of those other guys but you know cuz that sixth wide receiver if he's active he's playing, he's got to he's got to be got to be playing special teams and that's the question for me
1: i think if devin funches makes the roster they keep seven and the seventh guy becomes the malik yep. taylor the yep. Jawan Winfrey, the guy that can run down on special teams and make a play. Because, yeah, Devin Funches is too good. You have to get rid of him for something. If you're trading Josh Jackson for another player and you're not going to keep Devin Funches, you need to get something back in return. It doesn't have to be a wide receiver, and it shouldn't be a wide receiver, in my opinion, because if you're getting rid of Devin Funches, that means that the guy on the roster is valuable enough to keep. You need to go find a backup safety or, I don't know, some other special teams guy. That can make an impact on this team he was really good and he was really good for they kept him in for a pretty long period of time so they were clearly taking a look at devin punches to see what he had left in the tank and to what you said todd he was really good
0: they they had him in long i think they had him in the third quarter yeah he came back that's that's, no that's a no-no i mean he he had a nice first half he's a veteran you you set you sit that guy down he should not have been, been seen any any snaps in the second half.
1: But I think that goes to what we we're. I was just saying is they are trying to see if they got something with him. I think and this, he has to prove himself. I think he saw enough in the first half. That's enough. I did. I'm yeah. with you. I agree. I thought he was really good. He's and I've always fanboyed him. I thought he was better than I expected.
0: Yeah, that that was one thing that stuck out because I've been pretty skeptical on him. Uh, ever since they got him. And just seeing him on the field during that game, I was like, whoa, all right, this guy's number six. There's no question.
1: Malik Taylor played
2: well, too. Maybe he's seven. And I think what helps the cause for keeping seven is probably Sternberger's suspension. In, In essence, that means that there's an extra roster spot there that probably wouldn't have been there for the first couple of weeks. And then after two weeks, they can see what they've got. Somebody else is probably injured by that stage anyway. So, yeah, I think you're right. It wouldn't surprise me if they keep, if they keep seven. If they keep seven, Funches is definitely, definitely one of the
0: seven. For sure. I wonder I if Sternberger, like during the suspension, they shop him around because they got to get the roster set, right? And you're talking, what is it, three weeks whatever, or whatever it is? Yeah. Do you want to go three weeks with like basically like some dead weight until he comes back? Or is that the opportunity to kind of shop him around and see what you get? I mean, I don't know.
1: They did play him quite a bit in this game, and maybe that's what they're doing. I think, one, he's on the bubble of even making the team. And, two, if he is on the bubble, let's let other teams see what he can do to see if we can get something decent for him. I think both those things are in play. The problem with trading him, though, is that – you trade him for a guy, you still have to cut a guy. Is the guy you're getting for Sternberger better than linebacker number six that you need to play special teams? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I've i said it many, many times. I do not think Jay Sternberger will be on this roster come regular season time, especially after a suspension. But, I mean, what do I know? Our guy, Amari Rogers, struggled a bit with that punt. He did huh? actually grab it and then... That was a weird – did you see how that guy was punting? Like, no spiral. Everything was like a knuckleball, like, I want to call it a rugby kick. He did not try to kick a spiral the entire game, which I thought was interesting, and it clearly worked with Amari Rodgers. He did get it out of there, though. What do you think about Amari Rodgers? Any any change in what you think, Peter, from seeing one game? He's a talented guy,
2: just needs to get on the field, Needs to have needs to have the reps. Yeah, he's going to drop the odd one, but who doesn't? And heck, I think he had a 12-yard punt return, which for Packers special teams is exceptional. Yeah, it's like a 100-yard yeah. return for us. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Positive no, yardage, baby. No, no, you know, 12-yard punt return is a season's worth of punt return yardage. for. It absolutely is. Just as excited to see how he goes as 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 I've always felt. So, yeah.
1: Be- had any thoughts on Amari
0: Rodgers? Uh, other than I just mentioned, he should have never been in the, in the second half of this, in, in this game because the Texans came out and they were just laying hats all over the place uh, on the defense. I thought that just like physically watching him on the field, he, he kind of has that like rare athlete kind of bounce. You know what I mean? He's, he's kind of got that quick twitch muscle kind of thing where he's just kind of got that different look to him, how he moves, how he sprint, you know, just how he carries himself kind of thing. That kind of is what kind of stood out to me. Like, he was a lot bigger, too, than I guess what I pictured. Thicker,
1: but- you mean? Like yeah. More muscular?
0: Yeah, me too. Like a Cobb or something. I'm like, no, he's bigger than Cobb. I'm like, he's a lot bigger
1: than Cobb. So- I've always said his his body composition is Ty Montgomery, not Randall Cobb. They're, they're totally different. Yeah, And, like, again, not to reiterate
0: it, but just, he just has that look you know, of really athletic. I can kind of do anything on this football field that I want. I'm bouncing around. Like I'm more athletic than pretty much anybody out here. And I can, you know, I can play.
1: Let's switch over to defense. Josh Jackson. I I tweeted out in the middle of the game. He was cut. Now he was clearly not cut. He got traded, but same difference career over in green Bay. Good riddance, brother time for somebody else to give that, you know, spot a shot. And KB and Ento may have made the roster this week, barring he completely blows it in the next two weeks. I think he might've made the roster.
0: I thought he played so bad that I literally thought I was like, and I don't want to pile on this guy
1: too bad. Are we talking about Josh Jackson or KB and Ento? Jackson. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you like, talking about? No, I'm sorry. I said two things there. I was like, holy shit. Are you just going to disagree with me today? Yeah. <laughs> you my ex-wife.
0: <laughs> it's just one of those days. Anyway, so here, Josh Jackson, right? I just thought that, like, he played bad enough to end his career. Like, it was that bad. It was kind of hard to watch because the Texans just kept targeting him over and over and over with guy. After, it wasn't the same guy. It was guy after guy after different route. After different look, he was just all over the place. It was that bad of a performance that it. And who knows what what happens to him, you know, over in New York. But man, that was bad. It was almost hard to watch.
1: Peter, what about KB and Ento? What do you think about him? Yeah, I, th- I think that
2: he helped his. Yeah, played well. Nice, nice pick. Helps his chances of making the team, which you know, as we said before, this it's. It, it's there's a lot of depth at corner. You you know, you've got the first two or three guys that you know, that are going to make, make the roster barring, barring injury. And then there's four or five other guys, even the likes of Stanford Samuels have got a shot at making the roster. So I think it's a really strong competition there. And it's a position where if you could make a trade, it would never surprise me if they could make a trade for one of those trade away. One of those guys, I I doubt that somebody would, would trade for them though. But yeah, I mean, I think that, Ento one of those guys that's right on the roster bubble, so certainly helped his certainly helped his chances.
1: The defense overall was not very impressive. We could roll tape from week I don't know fourteen of last year and say the Packers can't stop the run, and the Texans ran it up their asses the entire time, and they couldn't stop it. I thought so. One of the things I said before this game was that TJ Slayton, I wanted to watch TJ Slayton play. Did you guys notice they had him on a defensive end for a little bit? What in the fuck is that? <laughs> he doesn't belong out there. And he was so gassed after, like, the first eight snaps. He looked like he was about to fall out, like they were going to have to bring out that big boy stretcher and, and drag his ass off. But then they're like, no, go back out there, badass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the refs, rookie. <laughs> fuck out of here. Do your do your fucking job. <laughs> Anyway, no oxygen over here on the bench anymore for you. Get the fuck out my uh, out there.
1: <laughs> he was okay. He wasn't spectacularly bad, but he wasn't great either. And I know, again, it's his first NFL snaps, but I was really hoping that he would just smash fools out there. And, again, he's playing alongside Willington Prevalon and, you know, Nick Heflin and – He's not playing in the middle with Clark and you know what I mean? Like he wasn't playing with frontline guys. So it was a lot of it was on him, but they ran all over the Packers. Difficulty, particularly on defense
2: you know, in the preseason is you just don't know what they're trying to do and what they're trying to show. Part of it is they're trying to show nothing. Right. I don't, I don't want to show anything at all. That's what we hope is what we saw last Saturday night was that they made no attempt to show anything other than something vanilla, all the top guys didn't play. So it was second and third stringers pretty much. Our hope is that it's nothing to be concerned about. But you're also absolutely right as well in saying that looks like it could have been any defensive performance from the last two or three seasons, particularly against the run. So we hope that's not what that was. And I think we'll we'll see as the preseason goes on. I just, I just don't know what we saw.
1: We saw Jonathan Garvin, Todd. He was out there. He sucked.
0: He sucked. He looked like a deer in the headlights out there. He uh, you know, j- he just had that kind of look like, I'm not really sure where to be. I'm not really sure what's going on. Oops, the ball's past me again. You know, it's he, he did not look confident out there whatsoever. I, I thought he I, I did not like what I saw from him. The other thing I I thought was, you know, while we're in negative land.
1: We live in negative land. We
0: talking about negative uh, land, pretty much all all episodes. So, <laughs> um, but, and I, I actually had some good things to say about the defense. So, but it looked to me that Barry on the sideline. It looked a little chaotic. You know, it look, and and I get some of these guys as their first game ever. TV lights, everything's happening. It didn't look like he had control of the troops just a shit show Uh, from like an organizational perspective, I guess. It just didn't look like guys knew where to go, what to do, that kind of thing. They've been in camp a long fucking time. And like Peter said, they're not throwing out there the complicated shifts and everything else. This is the vanilla brand of preseason football defense. It's not hard, guys. It's not hard. At least the special teams was better. Oh, no, no.
2: I was watching. A different, I was watching a different game. Man. it's the same old shit. Todd, Todd's going to go. Out, Todd's going to go apoplectic in a minute. <laughs> uh, I, I ran it, I had my notebook out. I ran out of pa- ran out of pages of uh, of of players that Todd thought weren't that good. Josh Jackson, Jonathan Garvin, etc., etc. But at least. Todd can cheer us up and tell us all about the special teams. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Can you do
0: that? I'm locked and loaded for that one. I can't <laughs> wait. for
1: that. It was interesting that they cut Winslow. Winslow in preseason games. Do they not have a big enough camera to show how high a punt goes? Because like it cuts off. He averaged 49 yards a kick. Winslow did. Yeah. So were they like line drive, like one irons coming off of his foot? And that's why they were able to return him. So for 20, he had what a 20 yard against him and a 12 yard punt return against him.
0: Honestly, I think they brought the dude in to just sharpen JK Scott, right? This is kind of your job to lose. He didn't have a great year last year. Maybe put some pressure on him and see how he, see how he reacts to it Can't. It was always JK Scott's job to lose. That wasn't a competition. That was a push. And he passed the test. It wasn't that hard. He performed
1: well. So he kicked better than J.K. Scott did. Slightly. Right. I mean, it wasn't like he was booming 70 yarders and J.K. Scott was kicking 20 yard shanks out of bounds. Right. But he wasn't, I, I don't know. I agree with you that you want to light a fire under guys, but you kept them for one week. <laughs> You know, like, what kind of competition is it then? I mean, J.K. Scott is a good punter. He's not great. I mean, Maurice Drayton has not changed anything. It was Ron Zook, and then it was Sean Menenga or whoever. Like, nothing has changed. Anybody who watched
0: that game, you don't even have to follow the Packers that in-depthly to observe that that was an issue. I mean, it was pretty bad. Houston had, these were just punt returns of 16, 43 twenty and twelve. And then the solo kick return, because we only scored one touchdown, was a return of twenty-three. So obviously some of these guys that were out there on the special teams might be the starters on special teams, right? So you, you would expect that this unit
1: should operate a little bit better. Peter, give us some positivity. You got any positive docs?
2: Yeah, I I'm I'm not worried about the punting position because the Packers offense will be so good they'll never punt this year. I think that's the that's the whole- <laughs> that's the po- that's the positive thing. We've got nothing else. Kick every kickoff out of bounds. I think is probably the, <laughs> the the safest the safest policy. I probably, although we kind of went through our top threes at the beginning of this game. I think that actually the special teams actually is a big standout story from from last weekend. In that, as Todd said, nothing's changed. It's one of those situations where you think it can't get any worse, but. But damn, then it that can, that, that, Yeah, yeah it, that came close to being worse. And, it, it, and I know it's early days and all of that, and let's hope it's better this
1: coming weekend. But, boy, it was bad. They averaged 16, no, like 18 yards of punt return. 18. Again, 12 yards for the Packers is like a record in the last two years. They averaged 18 yards per punt return. That's not good. And Kylan Hill, I mean, he's gonna be our kick return guy, right? And he's he averaged like 19 yards per kickoff return. That's not good. That's not getting it to the 25. That's the same thing too as last year. Please kick it over the goal line so that we don't have so we can have it at the twenty-five.
2: <laughs> That's the worrying thing, is other than Mason Crosby and, and JK Scott is solid, but other than other than that. Every part of special teams seems to be a struggle. Let's put, let's put it like that. You know, when we're returning kicks and punts, it looks like we'll be lucky to get five or you know, 15 yards on a punt return you know, or on a kick return. Getting the ball out on a return to the 25 seems impossible on a kick return. And then when, when we're kicking off or punting, it looks like their guys have got nobody within about 30 yards of them when they mm-hmm. field the ball. And it looks like that every single time. I don't know where they go from here. Upwards, because they can't go a lot further downwards, I would say. Right, you can't get much worse than
1: that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to go up. Well,
0: the, the other thing, too, is like everyone who returns punts, that's back there. If, if there isn't a good return, everybody blames that. Oh, he sucks. You know, he sucks. It's like, well, there's 10 other people in front of him that are on his team that aren't doing shit to get Clearly. in any breathing room. Right, and that's—it's not just who is is. You well, you you fumble a punt, you fumble like, like I get it. That's all on the returner. As a returner, when you're back there and you field the ball, the expectation is that you got some breathing room, and the guys in front of you are fucking actually doing something. And that's what—that's what our problem is.
2: Very rarely is it is it is it the punt returner or the kick returner's fault, right? You know it. it you know it just it just feels like they can't they can't block for kickoff returns they can't block for punt returns they can't cover kick returns they can't cover punts. you know it's a it's a struggle. it's a struggle all around it it can only
1: get better yeah let's yeah. just go on that let's keep that positive vibe <laughs> it can only get better from here so anything else any closing thoughts from one kick. of you
0: I said, you should see me as I'm watching the game if you think this is bad.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I already know. We cannot do it on the Zoom. There's no way. We could try that once, maybe. So we can all, like, just the game. Wait till they're, like, actual games.
2: The swear job would be full, huh?
1: Oh. There ain't uh, enough quarters, Peter. <laughs> 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 There's already a coin shortage in the U.S. No way. I just feel like... like,
2: like... No, just looking forward to the Jets on Saturday. You'll be you'll be there. So I expect a kind of live roving report.
1: Yeah, I'll hold up my um, average cheese on <laughs>
2: Where are you? Um, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty much looking for the same things that we were looking for this week. Unfortunately, it looks like Jordan Love won't play. But other than that, we'll be looking for... A little bit of cohesion on the offensive line. We're looking for anything on special teams and anything on defense.
1: Yeah, Pat. Final thought.
0: Mm, I okay. guess for you know for people like Foncis, like I think because of his performance, I'm kind of thinking he could sit the guy. That definitely says sends a message to the rest of the crew that I think he played himself literally that well. That and if he's going to be that number six. I'm protecting that guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at some of the other talent, some of the other depth. But I'm sitting bunches down, and I might even sit in Amari Rogers.
1: I don't know why this just came into my head, but a little positivity for me to end it. Royce Newman, who I beat up on, had the highest PFF grade of any rookie lineman that played in the first preseason game. So, wow. yeah. It's pretty awesome. I mean, it's only one game and he didn't play an entire game. So it's a small sample size, but it's not a a abysmal grade, you know? So there's that. So I'm happy to see that. It's going to really be interesting. All of those linemen in camp, there's just so many guys there that can play. should be interesting to see what happens in this game. And then that third preseason game, it's probably going to be ugly because they're going to have to go through a lot of linemen in that game, right? They're going to have to just rotate guys in and see what they can do. Cause there's going to be 13 guys on the roster that are trying to make maybe eight or nine spots. Let's wrap it up there. So thanks for listening to the AJ Hawk episode, episode 50. And go Pat, go. Go Pat, go. Go Pat, go.